It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show to participate either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. The Carolina Panthers made yet another key free agency move on Friday afternoon, signing free agent wide receiver DJ Chark to a one-year $5 million deal. Since the Carolina Panthers trade away DJ Moore to get the number one pick in next month's draft, they have now brought in Adam Thielen and DJ Chark as veteran wide receivers to a rebuilt unit that also boasts Shai Smith, LaVishka Chenault, and Terrace Marshall, but still, I think, leaves some wanting for more as Carolina Panthers do not have a defined number one wide receiver on the roster, but when you look at what they had last year with DJ, with Terrace, Robbie Anderson for a time, and then Shai and LaVishka, you have to feel better about the wide receiver core now with Thielen and DJ Chark, and then hopefully Terrace Marshall will step up and become that player the Panthers hoped that he would be when they had a first-round grade on him when they drafted him in the second round of the 2021 draft. Carolina Panthers could be in a much better position as far as pass catchers go when you talk about those wide receivers, and then you bring up Hayden Hurst and Miles Sanders, two free agents that they brought in to be a pass-catching tight end, and then Sanders coming out of the backfield to be, of course, their starting running back, but also someone who could help out a rookie quarterback and Andy Dalton in the pass game heading into 2023. So the Panthers have gone out there, and they've filled a number of holes that I asked them to do a couple weeks ago when free agency started, and overall, I've been happy with the signings the Panthers have made. I've been happy, for the most part, with their decisions. Now, the contract numbers and the positions that maybe they decided to give certain money to, you can always question. But overall, I don't think there's anything to really be concerned about with the Panthers and what they've gone out and done so far this agency. Nothing that they've done this offseason, to me, has been flashy. They've made smart and sensible moves, and that's really what free agency should be about. You want to build your team through the draft. You want to get your marquee players through the draft, and you want to fill holes on your roster with free agents, and you don't want to overpay. You want to give the guys the right kind of money, and I feel like the Carolina Panthers so far have done that. When you bring in Shai Tuttle three years, $19.5 million, with 13 guaranteed in signing, like that's two years of him being a starting nose tackle on this team. Von Bell, three years, $22.5 million, the biggest deal that they've signed anyone to, other than Miles uh, Sanders, $13 million guaranteed. That's two years as your starting safety here in Carolina. Andy Dalton, two years, $10 million deal, $8 million fully guaranteed, go up to $17 million, depending on how much he plays and what kind of benchmarks he's able to hit as the Panthers develop and wait for the rookie quarterback ready to go that's not crazy money and that's also money that tells you that Dalton can come in and be a starter for you if need be and he's been better than some of the guys that you had over the last couple seasons 
in P.J. Walker, in Sam Darnold, and in Baker Mayfield, and even Teddy Bridgewater. So that's not a bad signing at all. Hayden Hurst, three years, $21.75 million. Again, $13 million fully guaranteed. It's a two-year deal. The Panthers have not been signing guys to big-time deals. Deshaun Williams is a one-year deal. D.J. Chark's a one-year deal. Um, Justin McCray who adds offensive line depth, especially if you're not going to have Austin Court ready to go week one at right guard. He can start for you, has experience with James Camp and having been in Houston with Camp and when he's the offensive line coach there. That is a one-year deal. Even Thielen, three years, $25 million, $14 million guaranteed at signing, $10 million coming in that first year. The Panthers wanted to. They could get out of it after this upcoming season. Now they want to have him for two years, possibly three, but none of the deals that they signed are all that prohibitive. The Panthers can get out of them after a year or two. So you have to be happy that, okay, they've gone out there. They've gotten two guys on the defensive line that can start. They signed a guy who can start at safety and allow Jeremy Chin to play his more natural position. They got a pass-catching th- tight end, thank God. They have a running back who has experience with Deuce Daly and is a really good player coming off of being a key figure on a team that was in a Super Bowl in Philadelphia last year. You have the pieces that you needed to fill now on the roster. And you can look towards the draft and hopefully be in a position where you can go best player available. Now, the Carolina Panthers still have needs, and we'll go over that as we'll discuss what they really should be looking at at 39th in the draft coming up here next month in April because we know what they're doing at number one, and that's getting a quarterback. The Panthers have made reasonable, smart, sensible decisions so far in free agency. I just wonder, are they done now? Are, are they good with what they've added on the defensive line. You have to also bring back the fact that they have Henry Anderson, who can be that defensive end who can set the edge and stop the run. They have Henry Anderson. Are they good there? Are they good at safety? Don't know who they would really bring in. Are they good at wide receiver? I think they've done as much as you could expect out of them by signing both Thielen and DJ Chark. Are the Panthers done, or are there still remaining needs? I would say there's two position groups that the Panthers could go after and try to bring some sort of experience. And the first one is edge rusher. I talked about it last week when looking at Matt Bowen, who was an NFL writer for ESPN.com. He was ranking his top remaining free agents after the first week of free agency. Now, two weeks in, a lot of the same names I brought up at the beginning of free agency and then brought it back again last week are still available as edge rushers. Yannick Ngakwe, Jadavion Clowney, Leonard Floyd, Frank Clark, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, All of those guys are still available for the Carolina Panthers. There's plenty of people out there who are now looking at 39 and thinking Panthers need to get an edge rusher, and maybe they do. But the Panthers need to put somebody opposite of Brian Burns. Frankie Louvu, Marquise Haynes, YGM, that's not enough. The Panthers need to get someone who is a proven edge rusher for the right price. And when you see the deals that they've been able to sign guys to, the Panthers can't sign someone for one year, $6.5 million. They can't do a similar deal like they did a couple years ago with Hassan Reddick, who was coming off of a double-digit sack season in Arizona and then sign a prove-it deal in Carolina. They can't find a way to do that again and then maybe go on and draft somebody also to develop and be opposite of Brian Burns, who I imagine after the draft are going to sign to an extension, which would then free up some cap space here in 2023 to be able to add an edge rusher to the right price. So Ngakwe, not great against the run, but you have Henry Anderson now. You can have him as an edge rusher who can help you on third downs opposite of Burns. Jadavion Cloudy never really been the kind of talent we thought he was going to be coming out of South Carolina. Hometown guy doesn't want to come back here for a good price before maybe trying to go out next offseason and get one final good deal if he can prove himself here in Carolina. Leonard Floyd has been really good the last couple of years, playing in Los Angeles with the Rams, winning a Super Bowl. I would take him. I think he can fit. And, oh, yeah, Jero Vero. 
spent time in L.A. You would think that he would want to come here, play for coaches that he has experience with in Carolina, and be able to hopefully contend for something, at least as far as the NFC South Division title in 2023. He would make sense. I don't know about Frank Clark. The the season, the in-season production is not great, but once you get to the playoffs, he's been excellent for Kansas City. Justin Houston, a little bit older. Same thing with Marvin Ingram, a little bit older, but Houston has shown his worth over the last couple of seasons. I would say, like, Floyd, that's a guy I would absolutely want because he's a proven player. He has experience playing in this scheme. Why not try to bring him here to Carolina? So I would think the Panthers would look to try and bring at least a veteran edge rusher, something they didn't do last year. They talked to some guys. Scott Federer did. They brought in guys for meetings. It did not work out. But now, heading into the third week of free agency, you still got some quality players out there. They might not be commanding a massive salary because clearly at this point in time, it's free agency. The money's kind of gone. So they're going to have to take what they can get at this point in time, and it can allow the Panthers to do what they want to be able to do, is go best player available and not have to reach for a player and have to fill a need because they weren't able to do it in free agency. And so far, in most of these positions, they've gone out there and done that. But those six, mainly a Floyd and Ngakwe, who has experience also with Frank Reich in Indianapolis, now all brief last year, why not go out there and get those guys and then still target an edge rusher in the draft to be your long-term answer opposite of Brian Burns come April? Now, it's not just edge rusher. I would say corner as well. We've seen J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, who restructured his deal. Both of those guys went on the field together, are good. But the problem is they're not on the field together nearly enough for the Carolina Panthers to feel all that comfortable with what they have in the secondary in that cornerback room. Keith Taylor heading into his third year. Maybe we see that leap. C.J. Henderson heading into a contract year, his fourth year, where I cannot see the Carolina Panthers exercising his fifth-year option by that deadline upcoming in May. It's time for him to show his worth, show why he was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, show why the Carolina Panthers gave away Dan Arnold and a third-round pick for his services. It's time to step up, but can the Panthers depend on him to do that? Can they depend on J.C. and Dante to be healthy? So far, what we've seen for the last two seasons, the answer to both those questions, unfortunately, is no. So someone like Rocky Sin, who has played for Frank Reich in Indianapolis, had a good year last year in Las Vegas, He's still out there. Is the money out there right to bring him in Carolina? Marcus Peters is someone who's also available, but he has not played a full season since 2018. And I wonder what role he'd be willing to take. He's a good player, though, when he's out on the field. We know that. Rakusen, Marcus Peters, they're still available. There are still veteran players who can make an impact here in Carolina. The Panthers could go out and get at an edge rusher position in that cornerback that can come in, fill a need, and allow the Panthers, once they get to the draft next week, to not worry about position per se, but they can look at, okay, our board has this guy's top player available. This is where we're sitting at. Let's go get him and go bring in the best player possible instead of, hey, all right, he's kind of lower down our board, but we need another corner. We need another edge rusher. We could need another wide receiver. They can go best player available, which is what they want to do and really what free agency is supposed to allow you to do once you get to the NFL draft in April. Now, speaking of pick 39, the Carolina Panthers, we know, at number one are going to take a quarterback, and they spent the majority of this offseason so far trying to position the quarterback to come in here and be in a position where he can have success, whether it's been adding Thielen and Shark and adding Hayden Hurst and Miles Sanders, adding to the offensive line and Justin McCray as someone who can be a depth piece and potentially start in place of Austin Cord if he is out to start off the season. And, of course, the coaching staff around that quarterback, especially on the offensive side of the ball, it's been all about trying to set up the quarterback for success here in Carolina in 2023. But overall, the team, 
They have needs, and the team needs to be in the best position to hopefully contend in what still is a wide-open NFC South here in 2023. So what should be the priority right now at 39, looking at what the needs still are in free agency and what the needs could be once we get to the draft next month on April 27th, but really in April 28th when the second and third round goes on? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we get there, y'all, the tournament, it's not heating up. It's been absolutely on fire when you see three teams that have never been in the Final Four in the Final Four, and then, okay, UConn, they're back. There's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more FanDuel. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We briefly had the conversation yesterday before talking to Lance Dov, Locked On Kentucky, about Will Levis, about what the Carolina Panthers should do at 39 in the draft. And I, I'm kind of laughing at myself. We're sitting here about five weeks away. I think we're at 31 days away from the NFL draft. And I'm sitting here talking about what the Carolina Panthers should be doing at 39. Well, because we know at number one, they're going to take a quarterback. And we still have plenty of time to debate whether it should be Bryce Young or T.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or, hey, maybe Hidden Hooker. I don't know. Maybe there's someone out there who believes that none of those four guys is the answer that they should go out there and trade the number one pick for Lamar Jackson, who apparently asked for a trade. But we're not going to get into that here on today's show. We're going to focus on the 39th pick in the draft. It's the Carolina Panthers. When they did trade for that number one pick, were able to hold on to the earlier uh, second round pick that they had trading away number 60, 61 overall, which is also in the second round over in Chicago, the pick that they got from San Francisco when they traded Christian McCaffrey back in October. So what should they do? Looking at what they've done so far in free agency, they've added Adam Thielen. They've added DJ Chark. You might think that they're good at wide receiver. I would say, though, one concern is Chark, one-year deal. That's not long-term. Thielen, three-year deal, but really – two-year deal has $10 million guaranteed this first year. Then after that, only has $4 million guaranteed in money. So could be three years, but probably more two-year deal. You look at Terrace Marshall heading to his third year, guaranteed to be here for, well, if by contract, going to be here for two more years. Shai Smith, two more years in Carolina. LaVishka Chenault, this is his last year potentially in Carolina. The Panthers do not have a long-term option there at wide receiver. The Panthers also do not have a defined number one. If I'm looking at it, the top three wide receivers heading into week one as it stands with who's on the roster currently and not having gone through the draft are Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and Terrace Marshall. And, hey, I'm cool with that because at this point, what more are you going to expect out of that position group based off of what they had to trade away in DJ Moore and what they were bringing back in Terrace and Shy and LaVisca? I don't know how much you could have really thought they were going to add to that position group, but Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, 
two necessary additions, two additions the Panthers wanted to make and went out there and made. So credit to Scott Fitter, Dan Morgan, and everyone in that front office for getting these guys on this roster. And hopefully Terrace Marshall, who has the potential to be a really good player and maybe be a number one in this league, hopefully this is time where it finally clicks, where he's healthy during an offseason, that he's now in a new system that hopefully is going to enhance his abilities and well, here's another thing, having a stable quarterback situation, that can help out as well. Even if it's only Dalton for a couple of weeks, if that's how it works out, you know Andy's going to be here to be your backup for two seasons. And you know Andy's going to be through here throughout the entire offseason program. And you know Andy's going to be a professional. But you're also going to have a young rookie quarterback who's hopefully going to be the franchise and be your quarterback for as long as you're here in Carolina, which we hope for Terrace could be a long time barring that he shows some sort of improvement this year and, of course, next year in the last year of his deal. So the Panthers wide receiver situation, it's not the best in the league, but it could be better than what we saw a year ago when you think about, okay, it's DJ, and that's kind of it with, yes, flashes from Terrace, but not nearly enough. Now the Panthers have Thielen. They have Chark. They have Terrace Marshall. They have more options. I had someone say to me, like, hey, well, Last year, the quarterbacks really just only threw to DJ. Okay, well, like, who else were they supposed to throw the football to? And, yes, I know you can try and spread the ball around, but you have guys who can make plays. I think the Panthers now have guys who can make plays and allow Andy Dalton and the rookie quarterback actual options that aren't terrible. Like, there's good options around on this. There's solid options. I don't know about good. There's solid options here at this on this wide receiver core in Carolina. So you can look at 39 and be like, well, maybe now that you have solid options, do you really need to add a rookie and only so many guys can play? Yes, that is very true. But if it's Josh Downs out of North Carolina, if he's available or Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, it's hard for me to look at them as not being players that you want to add to this roster. Because I watched every single game that Downs played at UNC. The dude is excellent. An amazing talent. He's a shorter guy, and if he was taller, would be a first-round pick. Jalen Hyatt blew up. Had an all-time game against Alabama and Neyland Stadium this past fall. And the talk in Tennessee last year in Knoxville is how Cedric Tillman could be a number one pick in the NFL draft as far as a wide receiver position. And Jalen Hyatt stole the show. Now Tillman was injured, had tightrope surgery on his ankle. And he's also someone, a bigger wide receiver that could be available there and I think will be available at 39 in the second round for the Carolina Panthers. He could be an option, but Hyatt was able to blow the top off of a defense in that Josh Heupel offense last year. And he was part of the reason that Hendon Hooker looked so good because he was out there getting open, wide open, and making plays. Two local products. When you look at Downs, yes, he's from the Atlanta area, but going to Carolina, Jalen Hyatt, from the Irmo area down in South Carolina, outside of Columbia. Haven't played at Tennessee, not too far away from here. In Knoxville, four hours away. Those are solid options. And guys that you're going to have for at least four years, and you can have this young quarterback build around. You want to give him someone that he's going to be with throughout his career. Thielen, two, maybe three years. Chark could be just this season. Terrace, maybe the next two years. Shy, maybe the next two years. LaVisca could be, could be just this season. Go out there, get someone who also could help out this, this quarterback and be with him, and they can be able to rapport for the next four or five-plus years, hopefully here in Carolina. So you look at that, and I also look at the fact that edge rusher. I would like for them to bring in any of the names I brought up before, and Ngakwe and Clowney and Floyd and Chark and – sorry, Clark and Houston and Ingram. Like, bring one of those guys in. And then maybe at 39, you look at it and say, okay, is this edge rusher someone that we want to add who we think can actually be a long-term option? Opposite of Brian Burns that can help 
take some of the pressure off of him as Brian is developing into potential all pro defensive end and edge rusher in the NFL. If they have someone there that they like, go out there and do it. In corner, you're going to have J.C. Horn. That's going to be your your cornerstone guy. No pun intended. You're hoping that he can stay healthy and he can show you that he can be a pro bowler or a potential all pro. And when he's played, he's been one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League, especially at his age. It's just about availability. And my hope is that he's going to continue to be, that he's hopefully going to be available moving forward. But Dante Jackson does not seem long for Carolina. C.A. Henderson does not seem long for Carolina. Keith Taylor has not shown nearly enough to make you think that he's going to be someone who's going to be a number two corner for this team and play opposite of J.C. And according to Mel Kiper Jr., I was reading Peter King's Football Morning in America, he's saying that he thinks that 35 to 40 corners in this league are going to be drafted. Like, he thinks – he said right now, I'm looking at 35 to 40 corners that I think will play in the league out of this draft. 35 to 40. He's saying it's the deepest position group in the draft. That could mean the Panthers could get one at 93 over in the third round. They could get one or two in the fourth round at 114 or at 132. Maybe get someone in the fifth round at 145. So they can maybe wait if it's so deep. Will you find that the best player available on the board is a corner and you know that you've had some issues with the guys who've been backups, but also that Dante with the restructured deal, this might be it for him, especially what this cap number might be next year. And then you also look at, I guess, the rework deal, restructure, whatever it was. And then you also look at what's going on with the JC and his health situation and him not having been available the last couple of years, even though when he has been, he's been really good. Do you think maybe you add in a corner? Like for me, the priority I'm looking at wide receiver just because I want to give that rookie someone that he knows he's going to be with hopefully for like his next decade here in Carolina, or at least the next four or five years, which right now you can't say about anybody on the roster, even though, hey, you have better options than you had last year when you look outside of just DJ Moore. But you need someone who can maybe develop that number one. And I just don't see that right now on the roster. Maybe Terrace, as I mentioned earlier, maybe he can be that. Well, they have not brought in anyone who you look at as like, hey, that guy for sure is going to be a number one wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe Josh Downs is not. Maybe Jalen Hyde's not. But they're available. That's going to be tough to pass up. Edge rusher, maybe get a veteran, and then supplement that with a rookie. Who knows? Where I look at it right now, I'm looking at wide receiver. I'm probably looking at cornerback and then edge as it goes as far as as far as it goes. Priority at 39 for the Carolina Panthers. There's gonna be good players there. It's a deep cornerback draft, but if it's deep, yes, you can wait. But also, don't you want to kind of get one of those top end guys who you can bring in and be able to play early on, and then who could develop into be your number two cornerback going in to the 2024 season. So we'll see what they decide. All right, the NFL owners meetings are going on in Arizona, so I'd expect at some point we'll hear from Frank Reich and Scott Fitter. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or pub, and now's your time to make a count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one special Lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. So what makes Built bars and puffs so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate on every single bar and puff run. Do not walk to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have NFL owners meetings going on in the desert in Arizona this week, expecting to hear from Frank Reich and Scott Fitter, I believe, today on Tuesday. Heard from them last week as they gave us a little bit of an update of some of the guys that they brought in and some of the needs that they still had out there. And, hey, we Scott Fitter told us, DJ Chark going to let that situation play out. Well, it played out, and DJ Chark is now a Carolina Panther. Wondering if they're still interested in adding another key free agent piece. Now, as I mentioned earlier, nothing that they've done so far has been flashy. It's not like they're going out there and giving anybody a $90, $100 million contract and not a ton of guaranteed money. They, they've been smart about it. They've made sensible moves. They have not gone out there and just overpaid for any player. Now, you know, I guess outside of running back, Miles Sanders is a good player, and Deuce Staley here is the associate head coach, so it makes a lot of sense why he would want to go out there and bring Miles Sanders, and Sanders will be someone who can help the rookie as a pass catcher out of the backfield and also think that uh, he's a really good player. We saw him run for 1,000 yards last year in Philadelphia, and he's coming to a situation where the Panthers have a good offensive line as well. Maybe not as good as the Eagles last year, but a really good offensive line, especially when healthy, and health will be somewhat of a concern with Austin Corbett heading into the season. I think Brady Christensen probably fine, but overall bringing in Just McCray, also having Cade Mays there. Panthers should be A-OK there on the offensive line and should once to be, again be a strength. So Panthers got out there, made some good moves. Just interested to hear from them whether they're going to look out bringing maybe an edge rusher. I know they're not going to give away too much. There are some quality guys that get brought up that are still available who could help the Carolina Panthers moving forward. So we'll see how that works out. So that's something to look out for, something we'll probably break down on tomorrow's show. Just want to let you know, coming up the rest of the week, I'm going to have Brandon Olson from Locked on Gators to talk about Anthony Richardson. I think that's going to be Thursday. I know his pro day is on Thursday. Last week, he did more of the reaction following the pro days. Didn't have the mailbag on Friday because of that, so I would like to have the mailbag, um, depending on how things work out the rest of the week. So looking at doing that on Thursday with Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators, and then Friday, we should have the weekly Friday mailbag back here on Locked On Panther. So I'll keep you posted on what's coming up, but uh, tomorrow likely going to be reacting to any of the comments from Scott Fitter and from Frank Reich over at the NFL owners meetings in Arizona as the Panthers are about to shift all their attention over to the draft. They, of course, will be down in Gainesville, Florida on Thursday for Anthony Richardson Pro Day, and that would be a wrap, I would say, on all the top quarterbacks, maybe Hidden Hooker, someone they look at. Um, don't know how they feel about that, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be considered at number one with that pick. But they said they had conviction, and one of the top guys, or really multiple of the top guys, we'll see who they end up having the most conviction on as they take – a player number one in the draft coming up on April 27th. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me. Over on Twitter, at Julian Council, if you'd like to participate on this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked on Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Wednesday.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.